Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is June 12th, 2023. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers from around the globe to connect, ask questions, share inspiration, and engage with industry-leading artists on a level playing field. My name is Mark Cernozzi, and I'll be your host today. And today we have two special guests joining us. Joey Kornman and Joe Donaldson, the visionaries behind Rollo, a new platform that's bridging the gap between artists and studios. If you have a question, please raise your hand uh, using the raise your hand function in Zoom, and we'll call on you to uh, engage into the conversation. If you're unable to ask a question live or you just want us to ask it for you, uh, type question in the chat window and we will uh, field them properly and try to get your question asked. Uh, as usual, this call will be recorded. And if you have any concerns about something that was said on the call, let us know and we will uh, chop it out of the recording. So before we get going, just another shout out for Camp MoGraph 2023. Uh, again, a massive thanks to all of the sponsors that support uh, Camp and the vision of Camp. Uh, big ups to Otoy, Maxon, Spilt and Grayscale Gorilla, who uh, this past week just launched a massive update to their uh, Gorilla or GSG Plus stuff. So that is well worth checking out. But let's get right into it. I'll do a quick intro of our guests and then we'll just, uh, you know, kick it off. So let's give a huge welcome to Joey Kornman. Hello. Thank you for joining. He's the founder of School of Motion and his influence in the motion design world is undeniable. Uh, undeniable. I can't talk. It's Monday. Okay. Uh, he literally penned the freelance manifesto, which many of us have consumed in our careers. Uh, and then next on the screen, we have Joe Donaldson. Uh, he wears multiple hats and he's currently working at Buck New York as head of design. And you might recognize his name from the uh, former editor of Motionographer and the founder of Hold Frame. Um, so some websites that I'm sure we're all very familiar with. Welcome to Monday Meeting. Both of you, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Uh, we're really excited to hear more about Rolo and hopefully engage some of these uh, working artists in the discussion about this, because I know I'm sure there's some questions about it. So without further ado, I'd love to have Joey or Joe kind of give us a quick background on what Rolo is all about and how it came to be. Cool. Joe, you want me to start it and then I'll, I'll hand it off to you like in the middle. Yeah, yeah, totally. As if we practiced it. Okay. <laughs> this is yeah, all we're, uh, we're just doing this live. So everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to do it. No yeah, script here. We're going to do it live. Um, cool. <laughs> well, first of all, it's, it's awesome to be here. Thank you, Mark, for inviting us. Um, and it's cool to see, like, I, I recognize a bunch of your names. So I know we've probably crossed paths on the internet uh, in various ways. Uh, all right. So the, the short version of, of Rolo is um, essentially like during the covid boom when like every motion designer was triple booked and there was more work going on than ever uh, i kept getting emails like two and three a week from studios and agencies and just other people i knew that were looking to hire motion designers and they would ask me these really specific questions hey do you know anyone in london who knows cinema 4d who can do character rigging and has this kind of style and i knew that somewhere in my rolodex i had that person i just had no way of finding them Right. So through School of Motion, there's we have tens of thousands of alumni now, and I've interacted with thousands more. And then through our website and our YouTube channel, we have this giant reach. And we had no way of actually organizing the artists to hook them up with like these uh, opportunities that popped up. 
So I started figuring out what it would look like if there was some kind of platform where artists could set up a profile that was really optimized to be searchable by these clients. And so that's kind of where the idea of Rolo came from. And I hacked together like a prototype. And then I started talking to Joe. Joe and I have been friends for years now. And, um, you know, we, we worked together when School of Motion acquired Holdframe. And I sort of talked about this idea I had. And it just turns out he had been working on something very similar. And we looked at each other's things. And I got some ideas from him. He got some ideas from me. We decided to just join forces and see if we could actually make this thing work. And so um, today, Rolo is like a fully functioning platform. Uh, and it has a lot of automation so that people can like sign up for it. Companies can sign up and they can search for artists. They can create lists. They can even, they can even check if artists are available. Um, and there's a lot of functionality that we've built and a lot of, and a very long list of things that we're still working on. And the idea is just to make it easy to find the right artist. So whereas school of motion you know, everything that we do there is optimized for the artist. It's for the student. Rolo's a little different. Rolo, a lot of things are optimized for the client and making their life easier. And so it's been kind of interesting to, to straddle both, you know, both sides of this line now um, and be thinking really hard about like what, what makes an artist's life better? How can, you know, we sort of help artists, but also how can we help the client's lives be better because they're the ones that are paying artists, right? Um, so yeah, so I guess that's probably a, a good place to to throw it to Joe and see what else he wants to add. Yeah, I mean, so I guess like at the end of the day, like there are a lot of sites that you can go to to find talent, whether it's LinkedIn or Working Not Working or even Fiverr, which I know is not the most popular among our community. Like there, there are plenty of sites that you can go to to find artists. Um, so it's not that that aspect of Rolo is anything novel, but what we really wanted to focus on was trying to look at the services that are available and what could we do to make something that understands the nuances of our industry a little bit better. And, and one of the struggles I think anyone probably here has found is like, let's say you're on Behance or LinkedIn or whatever, and you type in Illustrator. Most of these platforms treat tags or their filtering system with these like big tentpole, almost like monolith terms, illustrator, designer, animator, and so on. But if you use Illustrator as an example, there's probably like, I don't know, depending on who you ask, between 100 and 200 different subsets or skills or, or niches within the niche of illustration. And so one of the challenges is, especially with motion design, which is such a varied medium, any of these sites, if you're looking for something specific, you click animator, motion designer, 3D artist, and you just get this huge flood of everything under the sun from someone who might work on kids cartoons all the way to someone who does like crazy high end daily renders. There's not much. You can't really filter it too much more than that. And so for us, it was like, if that's the best that there is or how most of these sites work, what can we do to optimize that or improve it? And that's where like one of the first ideas we kind of had was like, trying to create a search that worked at different degrees of, of almost like magnification. Um, I'm not sure how many of you have seen this, but one of the visuals we had was the Eames Power of 10 film, where they go from a molecular level all the way up to like uh, a universe, the, the, the whole view of the galaxies in the universe. And we wanted to treat the Rolo search kind of similarly. You can click one button and just say like, look for a designer and it just gives you everything. Or you can click 20 buttons and find a designer who specializes in branding, 
uh, and pitch decks and uses Figma. And, you know, you could just kind of keep ratcheting it up. So you can click one button and have the search work, or you can click 20 buttons and have the search work. Um, and that was one of the, I think probably the first hurdle that, that we tried to solve, Joey, is like, how can we make a search that works on multiple tiers of, I guess, like influence or, or fidelity? Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was kind of how it started. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's a that's a great overview. And, you know, I think uh, you're absolutely right. Whenever you're on any of sites or even like Behance, just trying to find like reference or whatever, and you do like an illustrator, you have someone who actually illustrates, someone who uses illustrator, someone, you know, like that's such a broad term, right? And it is hard to really narrow down uh, those searches. So yeah, that makes total sense. Um, I do want to open it up to the floor as well. So anyone who has a question, please raise your hand. Um, and I, I see Nick's got his hand up already. So let's bring in Nick. Uh, happy Monday. Welcome. Hey, thanks. Um, I'm just curious with the role of platform. Something I've been curious is like the, um, do you have any plan for like community involvement or is it more just focused on the studio side? Because personally, I thought it'd be super cool to be able to go in there and like see what everyone's up to and see all their profiles just to get a sense of, you know, the industry and what we're all doing. This is a good question. Yeah. Joe jo and I talk about this a lot, like <laughs> at least so, once a week. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I think like the, the, so here, I'll give you some more, some more context with like the, the way we're building Rolo, there's like some specific reasons, right? So the goal with Rolo is not to build something that grows to the scale of like a, a LinkedIn or something like that, right? So we're we're being very, very careful with building features that should they be successful are going to require like hiring a bunch of people to manage them and investing a bunch of money into them. And then they may or may not actually have ROI. Um, we're being really, really careful because what, what like I kind of have like some... There's like a bunch of layers of, uh, you know, requirements for Rolo, right? I wanted it to be, you know, 10 to 15 minutes for an artist to set up a profile. And then they really don't have to think about it for three months, right? That was one requirement. Um, We wanted it to be, like Joe was saying earlier, uh, very granular, but also you could just click one button and get some good results there too. Um, but another thing is just operationally, we want it to be really, really simple so that it can scale without having to take a whole bunch of risk and build a giant team to manage this thing. So that's some context. So when you say community, I guess I'd, I'd want to dig a little bit and see what you mean. If, you know, if what you're talking about is like, um, you know, a discord channel or something like that, where artists who are on the Rolo platform can communicate and stuff like that. Um, so we've, we do that at school of motion. It actually requires a fair amount of work and moderation and technology and, and operations to sort of manage that and have it be worthwhile at all. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of us have probably been on other platforms throughout the years, you know, MoGraph.net and motion design slack and mixed parts. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of them and there's sort of a life cycle to these things where they grow and then they die. And so I, we don't want to start something that feels like it might grow and die. We'd rather start something that will grow really, really slowly, but won't die because it's designed from the beginning to almost be self-sustaining. Um, so that's kind of a lot of words to say, like, there's not a plan right now to do anything that looks like a Discord channel or something like that. 
Now, as far as features where an artist can say, hey, how many other Rolo artists are within like, you know, 20 miles of me and maybe like connect together, mm. I would love to do something like that. But I'd want to be really thoughtful about how we build that so that it's more of like an automated thing and not something that's now going to require, you know, a head of community and and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, just it, one thing to add, too, is yeah. like. The other thing, and this is kind of a, I guess, both a blessing and a curse because it keeps us sane in a way is Rolo is just Joey and I like, <laughs> you know, we don't, <laughs> I, 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 I met up with somebody recently and they're asking about like the operations of Rolo and like, you know, who does this and how does that? And like, at the end of the day, like, it's really just us behind it. Like we taught ourselves how to build websites and develop, uh, build the back end, and like, so right now it is very scrappy. And the, 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 the beauty of that is it, it makes us be very intentional with what we're making and trying to make it around something that is, uh, again, intentional and hopefully scalable. We, we've all kind of been there or been a part of things and things just grow so quickly and that becomes uh, kind of a burden and, and, and can also kill things as well. Um, totally. So had to be very mindful of that. And actually that's what I was going to ask you was like, who is Rolo? Is it just you two? And yeah, I mean, it, it makes total sense that you want to, uh, you know, really crawl before you start walking even, you know, like just keep that growth pace at something where you two can really handle it. Uh, you know, you, I'm sure you could introduce all these features, but then all this other stuff breaks and you have to hire these people. And then all of a sudden it's off the rails real quick, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think Nick, I, I don't know if you wanted to expand any more on, on your question or if Joey and Joe both uh, kind of answered that good enough for you, but um, yeah, I know. Good? yeah. All right. <laughs> um. You know, I think one question I have for you, too, is when you say like the clients, right? Because obviously, Rolo is really geared to, um, say, studios or agencies or whatnot. And I guess a question I would have for you, too, is, you know, is it more geared to endemic, say, motion design studios? Or are you thinking more like, creative agencies that might not have a Rolodex of freelancers already? Um, and like, is there a specific target you're aiming for with that? You got it, Joe. Yeah. So I think we started with motion design mainly because that's what we know. Both Joey and I yeah. are like, I don't know, 15 plus years of doing this and, and being a part of the community. Um, and, and we wanted to start there uh, again, because that's the community that we're from. But also it's the way we looked at it is within motion design being at the crossroads of like every medium and every industry. And it's just constantly shape-shifting. If we can make something that works for motion design, the idea that it could scale to encompass, let's say UI UX or, or more formal graphic design or photography. Um, if we can figure it out with how confusing and complicated motion is, hopefully the, the theory is that, the, or the hypothesis is that it can kind of grow and, and not just become uh, motion design centric. Um, but we did want to start with motion design because that's kind of like our community, where we're from and what we know the most about. Um, right now, uh, most of the people, I guess, using Rolo are like uh, small to mid-sized studios. Some agencies have been looking, but the idea is that uh, we've tried to position it in a way that something from a big global company or an agency with you know hundreds or thousands of employees or uh, a small 
five person studio could benefit from it. That we've been trying to position in a way where it can kind of live in 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 all those spaces. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I see, you know, some chat stuff going. Um, Ryan from Spilt and saying that they've used Rolo multiple times and saved their butt on a bunch of stuff. Um and uh seeing if there's anything else and then jen is also saying mograph.com is currently working on a community site so there you go nick if you're looking for more of a community aspect of things um in terms of you know i think some of the questions that have actually come up on monday meeting and in various slacks that i've been a part of is some of the artists that have applied and have gotten onto rollo don't necessarily know say where they stand, if their profile's good, if they're getting much traction, if there's anything they could do to look more attractive as a profile or whatnot. Is, is there any uh, future plans for that? Or have you heard feedback from other users on stuff like that? Yeah, we, we've gotten that feedback a lot. I think that's probably the most common thing that I've heard from artists. Uh, is some version of like, how do I know that there's actually people looking at my profile? Right. Um, you know, so I guess the context I'd give is, first of all, uh, like I said, we're building this like very slowly. So mm -hmm. there's 1,450 or 60 artists. I don't know the exact number right now. Um, currently on the platform, it's growing every day. And we have, I think, about 20 studios or clients using it. And so um, we're like what Joe's working on right now is uh, sort of the the first piece of marketing collateral that's going to go out. And we've built a marketing funnel and a tracker and stuff like that. So in the next month, we're actually going to start marketing Rolo pretty aggressively. And we expect to get more clients. And, and so there will be a lot more visible progress where artists are getting, you know, getting looks and getting booked and stuff like that. Um, we know artists are already getting booked, like lots of them are getting booked but it's still a small percentage of the overall mm. population of artists, right? So, so that's just kind of to be expected. Um, but as an artist, I totally empathize like, okay, I, I, you know, I took the time to set up this profile, what's happening. And so we, there's some ideas that have been thrown out that I think are good. Like basically it'd be really easy for us to um, open up stats to the artist about like how many views their profiles gotten how many clicks they've gotten from the search tool, like lots of things like that would be really easy. Um, one of the things we're, we're trying to be really careful about is gamifying Rolo too much. Hmm. Um, and, and that's come through in a lot of ways. Like, for example, um, you know, once someone gets onto Rolo, right, there is this application process and you have to you get accepted onto the platform. Once you're on no artist gets privileged above another for any reason whatsoever. Hmm. Um, in fact, when when uh, when a client gets on and they put in their search parameters and it shows them the results, it randomizes the order that it shows the artists in every single time. Oh, and we do that on purpose. Cool. Yeah, we re yeah, we really do not want any. Um, we we don't want it to be we don't want it to be easy for clients to just pick the same settings every time because they think that's getting them the best artists, right? We don't want that. Right. And we also don't want artists to be able to just, uh, you know, click the right settings. And then all of a sudden now they show up in more searches. Um, you know, it, it's possible to do that now, but we, we discourage that. So yeah. um, we're trying to make it as fair and as accurate as possible. And mm -hmm. so 
off the top of my head, I don't see any problem with opening up stats to the artists themselves. Like, hey, these are how many people have seen your pages. But I would never want to do something like, here's a leaderboard. These are the artists that are getting those pages. Stuff like that. Totally. Um, so I think we are going to do something like that, but we're just moving very slowly and trying to consider what the short, mid, and long-term effects of doing that would be. Because I've mm-hmm. seen this on other platforms go sideways, right? And and totally. you see what hap- you can see what happens to platforms when artists figure out how to game it to get more views and keyword stuff and all that kind of stuff. So we're just being very careful. Um, but but the the short answer is yes, there will be something like that. I think. Awesome. And uh, just to add, like, it kind of goes back to like, trying to be intentional with what we're working on. Part of that has to do with anything we choose to work on takes us anything that we say yes to we're saying no to something else. So especially right now, we're being very intentional on on which direction we're going and what we're building. Um, But then not just a matter of how we manage our own time, but where can the most impact be? Um, Because like, I, I think, stats and everything when you see like your video on vimeo has so many views or likes or whatever like we all (laughs) like these things but one of the questions we've been having is like what value does that bring or 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 if we do open up these statistics or we create some dashboards or whatever what how does that actually move the needle i think there's a meme about linkedin where it's like you get the email and it says your profile has been viewed five thousand times this week (laughs) and like it makes people feel warm and fuzzy and like maybe there's like a dopamine hit there and that's the benefit, right. but like it doesn't actually ladder up to anything other than mm-hmm. just like, just it's just, it just becomes fodder. Um, and it's not to say those things can't have a positive impact, but we're trying to look at the things that exist and, and be intentional with like, if we were to implement something like that, what is the version that would actually like lead to something meaningful um, or, or ladder up to something? And it, it yeah. becomes a really hard question to answer, um, which we, we can't uh, pretend to have the solution for. But um, it, it's just what we're thinking about as these new ideas come in. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan just put this great comment about, you know, searching for yourself on Rolo is a great way to see who you're being like compared to. Um, and currently mm-hmm. artists don't have a way to use the search tool. Like only, only the paid customers have a way to do that. Um, and that's another thing that, you know, like we haven't talked a lot about it internally, but it's, you know, it, it, it'd be nice for artists to be able to see that in some way. Right. And so we're we're thinking about these things. And of course, there you have to balance some part of this tool has to be paid only. Otherwise, the whole thing falls down and doesn't, yeah. doesn't last very long. Um, so so trying to figure out like, OK, what's a version of that where artists can sort of see behind the curtain. And by the way, if you guys want, um, Joe can demo Rolo so you can see what it looks like from the client point of view and sort of show you the yeah. search if that's helpful. Yeah, we, get, we can definitely do that for sure. And yeah. one thing I wanted to say too, is that I appreciate the thoughtfulness behind like the gamifying and like all the metrics and stuff, because you're right. As soon as that's released, people are going to figure out how to hack that, how to be the top, you know, whatever, all the buzzwords, keywords, yada, yada. And it, it definitely does start skewing kind of the um, just the purity of what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to put the best artists with the the people who are you know looking for that particular person. But the other thing I wanted to say too that I think is cool is that you're not having the artists like cough up any sort of subscription or anything to be on the platform. You're relying on the clients to be essentially footing the bill for Rolo, right? So it's hard, like I get, I understand 
all sides of the story. But like, if you're giving essentially a free platform for possible work, like there's only so much an artist probably could ask of you. You're already giving them the platform to be exposed to, to this, you know? And I think, um, you know, maybe if, if artists are interested on where they're positioned in the market or in the search or whatnot, I mean, I know in terms of the application, uh, to get onto the platform, you have to have like a referral or a, a referral code or whatnot. And I wonder if maybe even if there's a, uh, a way for even an artist to maybe see their, their positioning or their profile, like once per month or something like that. So they can kind of get a general sense, but they're not in there every day, just drilling down, trying to hack it. Right. Uh, that might be something I'm just spitballing ideas now, but, um, I do see Ryan's in the chat and he's around with his, uh, camera on. So I'd love to pull him in because he also being at spilt is on that client side of things. So I would love to get his perspective on how it's been beneficial for them. Yeah, yeah, and Spilt, Spilt has been using Rolo since the beta, so. Yeah, and oh, there I, you go. I, I was even in on it as an artist, the other side, just testing it. So I, I feel like I, I feel the pain from both both directions. Um, now, for us, it's been amazing because it's like we, we um, you know, we're not a huge studio. And honestly, like our producing team doesn't have time to go out and find people all the time. And they're always getting inundated from our side, from like the creative directors and the artists. Like, hey, remember this person. Uh, the next job it comes in, use this person. And the fact that like, I, I mean, I could just tell you the best example is we had a, a pitch come in. It was a paid pitch, which is rare these days. And we needed to find like seven, eight designers, like style firm designers that, that all had basically the pitch needed four completely different looks with two artists each. And we had like two weeks to do it. And literally was like, my producer's like, great. Okay. Give us the list in three days. We'll come back with a list of other people. You can tell us if they look right. And then another two days of like going out and I was like, excuse my language, but uh, can we swear Mark? Yeah, of course. There's no I, I rules here. I literally told my producers, like, fuck that. Like, like, let's see how fast Rolo could do it. Right. And then they didn't know what it was. I'm like, okay, just wait a second. And this is for I wasn't on the job, it was for another creative director. And then literally, like, I think it was like 25 or 30 minutes. I had a list of 20 artists that were style frame designers that all had examples that matched the four different styles we had to go to, sent that to the CD. The CD picked their top six. I think in another 20 minutes, I sent out the request for, what is it called? What Joey, Joey and Joe, what's uh, it called? The availability check, it's called. Yeah. I did the availability check, which literally sent out emails to all the people. And these, these were people around the world. Like it wasn't like it was all people like on the West Coast or East Coast. These mm. were people everywhere, which we were specifically doing because it was it was for a, a holiday package for a TV channel where we needed to have people who had different experiences of the holidays. So it, it even let us do that. Like even like I need to find somebody from Asia. I need to find somebody from Europe, someone from South America. Um, and I think in less than an hour and a half, we had six people booked. Like that was ridiculous. Like before my producers even could even like pull up the Rolodex and start, it felt like they would have been in slow motion underwater. And by the time they would have even said, here's who we think we could even reach out to, we already had people booked. So for me, yeah. that was like, for all the talk about like AI tools, changing things. Like if I was a producer, I'd be like, holy cow. Like I have to get this and understand it immediately because otherwise my CDs are just going to do it, which it like legitimately could have just turned into that. It was, it, it was great because of the speed, but also the like accuracy of connecting the person to the project and also exposing our studio to people we've never seen before. Like, I think <laughs> you mentioned the, the randomization thing. I love the fact that it's not randomized. It's not like stack ranked. It's not who's been signed the most times or who's done it. Like none of that. It's just like, you got to put the work in to go and find the people, but it's a small enough group because they're vetted that you can find in the searches, you know, Joey, I don't know how many times I asked both of you guys like to make changes to the search engine. Like, could it do this? Could it not do that? Could it change this? But like, to where it's tuned now, like people come up really fast. So it's, it's like, we had two other services we were using. I think once I showed the producer after that one job, we dropped both of them and paid 
like I think as soon as it was available, started paying for Rolo. So for us, it was amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank Yeah. Go ahead, Joey. I was going to say, first of all, th- thank you, uh, Ryan. And, and Ryan's been super helpful, like, you know, uh, helping us build the feature set out. So it's actually useful. Um, but you, what you said something really interesting, like, like Rolo does not have an algorithm. There's no algorithm. Um, and there's, you know, Joe and I, like every other small startup is like, how can we use AI to make it better? And it's not obvious to be honest, because the truth is the problem that Rolo solves, it's not, it's not complicated, right? It's that it's, it's literally just, there's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of talented artists out there. And there's not one easy directory to find them in. That's it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, one of the things about solving that problem and one of the, one of the reasons that I think we have had artists express frustration with, Hey, I've been on here for a few months. I haven't even gotten like an email. How do I know that this is doing anything? Um, is that it's a two-sided marketplace, right? So we have to build the artist roster at the same time we build the client roster. And mm-hmm. it's really difficult to do both. And we decided to start with the artist roster first, um, which is why we have so much more, uh, sort of headway there. Um, but now we're getting to a point where like now there's this flywheel that's starting to turn on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, that's that use case that Ryan described is exactly what Rolo is supposed to do. You need a specific kind of artist and you can find them very quickly. And then we've built this other cool feature where you can click a few buttons and you find out who's available a lot of times within like an hour or two. It's really fast. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but, but it's not like a super high tech thing. There's not, there's no new technology involved. It's just <laughs> organizing a large group of artists. That's all, that's I, love, I, I love that you say that Joey, because, because you just said Joey and Joe, two guys who are not programmers, it's not a super high tech thing, but you guys literally built a system that everybody in the industry has essentially been asking for. Can you find a way for me to find and connect to people? And you're like, it's not high tech, but just two guys named Joe just built it over the course of six months and <laughs> yeah. whatever. We're just like, too dumb enough to try it. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, but the truth is, that's that's every like you know open ai okay that's a different thing those are like a bunch of geniuses in a room figuring out how to you know create sorcery mm-hmm. most stuff like this it's literally like this is a pain in the ass to start up that's why no one's done it it right, hasn't been right. easy and you know the first um i mean joe you remember that like we wanted to get a hundred artists on and yeah. it's like how are we doing that we literally emailed every single person like multiple times to get that first hundred and then finally artists started inviting each other. Mm-hmm. So it just took like a ton of work to do it. That's the only reason I think this doesn't exist. Mm. Um, and, and now it finally does in its, in this infant form. It's just, it's just been work. Um, yeah. there's nothing fancy about it. Yeah. Can I, can I address one thing, Mark, to what you said? Cause it's been a, a point of contention for us too, is that like, I've heard people complain that like, oh, I did this. What's it doing? And I keep on telling people the same story. Like, well, you know, like we, we've found people as a studio, like multiple times we found people, we found people that are like recurring now that are showing up all the time. I think what it does actually is it takes that kind of like, um, ambiguous, am I good enough? Am I positioning well enough question? That's kind of just out in the ether. And if you don't want to ask it, you don't really have to push too hard. And it puts it to the forefront because there is Mm. no way to gamify it. There's no way to pay to get yourself put up higher. There's no way for you. Like it truly is random. I think it really does push that really uncomfortable but healthy question of like, where do I stand amongst, amongst my peers? Mm-hmm. Like, it's right there, right? Like I'm literally going through and there's a list of 200, 300 people every time. And I don't know half the people. And I'm just like, oh, there's three images that make or break it, right? Like are those, you know, it really gets that crux. I think of everything Joey's written about in the manifesto and a lot of other stuff. It's like, you really do have to figure out like the same way studios struggle to position themselves for clients. 
This mm-hmm. is a fair free market where you do have to, in three images, get somebody to inspired enough to go and click and find out more about you, right? Like even more than a demo reel, right? I talk about totally. demo reels a million times and, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. This is three images. This is really putting like the test out there for people. And it's fair across the board, right? Like there's no, no way to make it your one big image bigger than everybody else's. Like it's just all right. out there. It's unfair. It, it's fair, but it's like sobering, I think, as an artist to go through it. Totally. And that's probably like, that's a great point. Cause I almost feel like that is some of the like maybe feeling that people are feeling is like, Oh, okay. Now push comes a shove. Now I really see how I stack up. I'm not getting anything or whatever it may be. Right. And uh, it's just that uncomfortable conversation that is hard to have sometimes. Right. Um, I do want to just grab a, a few questions that have been coming through the chat uh jen uh has a question that says any future plans to include testimonials from clients who booked uh on rollo uh absolutely yeah so when we built um and joe built the the main like marketing site that talks about rollo and there's a bunch of like placeholder things like uh you know in the development side of it where it's like okay once we get this we're going to put this in um you know and, and also including uh you know, what we'd love to do is include things like case studies, like the the story that Ryan just told. Um, you know, we want to be able to, to say like, that's what Rolo was built to do is that. Um, and this is what it looks like when it's being used correctly. And then on the artist side, um, there's a lot of artists actually that have gotten, uh, you know, that even if they don't get booked, they, they are now like in contact with a studio that they didn't even know existed. Right. And now they're excited. Now they got an opportunity to work. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and Joe, you can talk about that a little bit more too, like getting getting more sort of proof that like this actually is is working. Yeah, I mean, right now we have a, a one of the widgets that are on the profiles is the um, experience and like recognition, I believe is the, the name of it. And it does provide people the opportunity to like link to any press or awards or anything they got. So I think one of the things is as this grows and develops, there could be a way of including like testimonials or something like that. We've been trying to make sure everything like is as streamlined as it can possibly be without like, we're already fitting a lot onto a a profile, but like um, I think something like that could definitely live in the future for sure. And something just to keep in mind too, and I feel like it's so easy these days to be like, Oh, well, isn't that just code? You can just like throw into the profile and boom, it's done. Right. It's like, well, I guess, right? Maybe, but keeping in mind that it's these two guys kind of really having to do everything behind it. So it's not as easy as just like implementing it, you know? Uh, I I can say after, you know, however many years of making animations and films, uh, once you have to start tackling responsive design, it's a whole new layer of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to make everything work for every screen is like, I, I did not know any, I don't, I don't think Joey, you did either, but like, that was probably like six months of our lives just trying to figure out how to make things like fit when you scroll debate based yeah. on the browser size. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Jen, I see your hand up, but I, I just want to get to one last question that was in the, uh, chat I wanted to elaborate on the oh, question oh, yeah, really quick. Do that. <laughs> no, I was wondering, um, mostly my, my testimonial question is because we've talked a lot about in Mon- uh, Monday meeting about how important it is to set yourself apart as far as soft skills. 
So that's what I mean by like testimonials, because uh, yeah, you, everyone has the skills, but maybe you have three people that have the same skills. How do you separate who's going to be the easiest to work with? That sort of thing. And I guess if you don't have it on the site, is that something you would encourage your artists to do on their personal website to set them apart when the client is digging a little deeper? Yeah. Um, so I, it, it's tricky because again, it's like how right now we've we've probably updated like the role, skills, and tools uh, options probably like three to five times now, and and we kind of view that as a, a never ending like uh, uh, target that we're never going to get right right away, and it's continually growing. So like right now we don't have anything like soft skills, and so to your point, like testimonials could be a really good option for that. Um, right now, the way that it, it kind of works is like everyone has access to just the same information and whatever work rises to the top for whatever that person is looking for is, is the deciding factor. Um, but we do then link to like social media channels and personal websites and all that stuff. So I guess, uh, that's where it would come in handy. Like if let's say it was like neck and neck for two people, I'm assuming the decision will be made based on who feels the best or the most professional across everything. Um, but I guess that's kind of on a case by case basis. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say too, I think you've hit on something really interesting, Jen. So like when we started designing out what does a Rolo profile look like and, and what does it do? Um, the, the most important question to us is what it, where does it stop? Like where does our responsibility as Rolo begin and end? Because, um, you know, I said earlier, I don't want artists to have to spend all day creating their profile. It should be pretty quick. Um, and so the more things you add, the more you're asking of the artist, the more, um, you know, the more things they have to keep track of, like, oh, I, I have to update this thing now. I have to update this thing. I should go update my testimonials. And so what we kind of, I guess where we kind of landed on currently is, uh, it literally is a Rolodex, right? So it's like, oh, here's an artist I didn't know anything about, and I can get just the surface level details. It's then the, the client's responsibility to go and dig and go to the artist's profile, like or portfolio and their social media. So like our goal with a, a Rolo profile page is to get the company to click go to the actual portfolio. It's to get off of Rolo and to actually go start the relationship with that artist. So I think philosophically, we're not trying to answer every single question on Rolo. As far as should you have that on your own site? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I preach that all the time. I think, you know, like, like, but it's kind of my thing. It's like, uh, clients hire people they like, right? They don't hire mm -hmm. art, they hire artists. And so whatever you need to do to make make it clear that like, you're a nice person, you'd be easy to work with. Other people have said so. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. But as far as putting that on Rolo, it may be a good idea, but I also am not sure that that it needs to because I think the goal again is to get them into onto your portfolio. Totally, yeah. and that's probably a really hard thing to um, add to, say, a profile. Like uh, you know, anyone could say I'm a good communicator. You know, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but it is something worth it. I appreciate that where you're essentially you are making that connection for them to then reach out and really get to know the artist, which, again, has been a pain point for a lot of studios. Um, next question I just see in the chat here, too, I want to ask is from Manuel. Um, 
asking about the process for vetting the artists that do get on the platform, because that is a little bit different than some of these uh, previous platforms. Like, um, geez, I don't even really remember the names of some of them, but uh, I would love to hear more. I know that's probably somewhat of a secret sauce as well, but if you want to give any insights to that, uh, this might be from artists who have um, not got on the site, are interested, or did actually get on the site and wondering maybe how they got on. There you go, yeah. Joe. Um, so I think the easiest way of describing it is it's a wildly imperfect science. <laughs> and it's, it's constantly evolving. Um, so I guess a lot, a lot of it comes down to like, uh, I, I don't want to say looking for competency, but like, when we're one of the things we've really tried to avoid is using our own biases to have that kind of make Rolo an echo chamber for our own interests or our own experience. So I live in New York City, I work at Buck, and I'm surrounded by wildly talented people. If we looked at everything through the lens of what is Buck quality or what is motionographer quality or what is whatever, it wouldn't really do much of a service because it'd be like 200 people in the entire world on there. And like, it would just become another very insular, like uh, not even a community, but just a very, very small pool. And so mm -hmm. we've tried to not look through the lens of like, what is like a list top of the top or what is whatever. We try to take into account, like, is there competency? Is there promise? Like looking at the fundamentals, like, are they using the animation? Like, do do they uh, demonstrate a clear understanding of animation principles, and are they using them? Um, do they have a good understanding of design theory? But trying to remove as much subjectivity of that out, it's not like do when Joey and I are looking at it. Do we personally love the work? But can we look through a lens where we can see that that work served a purpose? And it was done to a, a certain degree of competency or experience. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's a very, very hard question to answer because then also you have to take into account market. Someone who we have, Rolo is a global community. So um, yeah. we have artists from all over who then don't have the luxury of maybe working with amazing art directors or amazing clients or they're in emerging markets. So it's this like really big kind of soup of influences of like, do they have the chops and technical proficiencies? Are they, uh, do they have good taste? Which again, that becomes very subjective, but like, is mm -hmm. what we're looking at look good? Um, where are they located? Where are they at with their career? What is the market they're coming from? Um, and then also, what is the demographic of Rolo currently? This is something I've had to explain a, a few times where it's like, um, we don't want Rolo to just be one thing. And so we're trying to like have like a slow drip or control the feed of, of artists. So that way it doesn't just become all like C4D, like MoGraph module, like ninjas. Right. Like we don't want the, the, the platform will, will cease to lose its, its effectiveness if we let it skew one way in one direction too hard. So if we're getting, let's say inundated with 3D applications at that time, we're probably going to take a bit more of a fine tooth approach or use a more of a, 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 a considered filter when looking at who's getting on at that period of time based on almost like the health of the community or the health of the database as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. But again, it's, it's something that's moving constantly. Um, one of the goals that we have, and, and we're not there yet, is like 
essentially like making a panel that can be involved in this process and and make it so it's not just my opinion, it's not just Joey's opinion, but mm-hmm. there's like a group or a panel that maybe rotates and that becomes a constantly kind of moving, like healthy kind of decision-making kind of- Yeah, interesting, yeah. Um, but it's it's wildly difficult. It's, it's not easy a, at all. Um, and it's something that's constantly changing right now. Yeah. Awesome. And actually I I did have a question just personally about that in terms of being a global community. uh, Are you seeing really that global community come out to Rolo? Do do you see, uh, you know, oversaturation in certain countries or anything like that? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, it's similar to like, we don't want Rolo to just be like the top one percenters. Um, We've been very intentional about like how we try to uh, promote the growth of the database or the platform. And so like, like, yes, of course, like New York, London, and LA are probably the biggest pockets that that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, but what, what we've tried to do is as we see applicants come in from emerging markets or places that we're not familiar with, we try to help seed that and reach out to them and make sure they're aware that they have invites. And if they use their invites, give them more invites. And like, mm. we, we've tried to like let the, uh, the platform grow fairly organically. And um, I think one of the examples that I thought was really exciting was um, uh, maybe this is a very Western view or my own short myopic view of things, but I had no idea that there was a thriving motion design scene in Nigeria, specifically Lagos, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm. And I remember we got our first Nigerian artist on the platform and their work was amazing. I was like, holy crap. Like I had no idea that there was like a a motion design scene here. And then uh, they started inviting their friends. And now we probably have like 30 amazingly talented artists in uh, Nigeria. And I had no idea that that was a budding or developing market for motion design. And so it's been really exciting to see and help kind of seed that growth in other places. Um, yeah, as, awesome. as applicants come in. Well, and I, I think that's really interesting too because I, I see Jen just asked a question in the chat, but I, I agree, and it was a question I had as well. We all know that you know this industry is very you know white male dominated, really. You know, um, and you guys really have a new platform to kind of blow those walls down, right? And and really help bring people of all backgrounds of all ethnicities, you know, whatever, uh, together and be judged as artists, not, I don't want to say judge. That's a terrible thing, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like brought together as artists, as a global community. Right. And I don't know it. Like, I would be curious to know, just like Jen, are you seeing those numbers and those kind of percentages on Rolo, as we all kind of assume are out there, you know, in this industry where it's very white male dominated or or whatnot, um, I would just love to get your two cents on that. Yeah. So one of the the things that's also, I guess, helpful with with how we built Rolo is uh, its growth is very organic and like self initiated. So like in the beginning, Joey and I definitely had to like you know, pour some gas on the fire to like get things going. But as of right now, like it's probably been maybe six months since I've sent an invite to anyone. Maybe Joey, it's probably been similar. So the, the, the database and the, the, the platform is a product of who 
each individual artist is then inviting and who they're inviting. So it's it's grown in this very nice organic way where we're kind of like in the passenger seat a little bit to, to most mm-hmm. of it. We can help seed it and we can help influence it, but it's kind of growing on its own without us at this point. Um, and so when it comes to uh, just like uh, uh, race and gender and orientation, we don't collect any of that data w- whatsoever. And it's one of the things that we we wanted to be mindful, kind of similar to the, the note about not wanting to gamify Rolo. Um, we've been trying to make it so the work is is what speaks for itself. You can't search for any one specific type of person or mm-hmm. any, um, or even similar, you also can't look for, uh, you can't search based on experience level either. Those were intentional uh, yeah. decisions that we we made. So that way, it, whatever you're searching for, whatever parameters you put in, there's a randomness to it. And then whatever work speaks to you the most is uh, the work that you click on. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a number of community-based partnerships that we're working on. Um, one of the first groups we were working with was Panimation. Uh, Joey and awesome. I have known B and Lynn for a while. Um, we've been meeting with and trying to get something going with Rise Up Animation. So we're trying to be involved in a community-based way by uh, choosing like who we kind of uh, partner with or sponsor with. But um, otherwise, we're, we're letting things grow fairly organically, and and we're not collecting a lot of uh, a lot of that type of data. Um, also, oh, yeah. I'm sure you have something to add as well. Yeah, I'd say like that, that. That summed it up really nice. The only thing I'd add is that um, I guess like my, you know, my philosophy and the way School of Motion has always handled this question is that, you know, my belief is that the best thing to do is to just sort of uh, promote good artists, whoever they are, mm-hmm. and you know, if, and then if you notice like, oh, like, it seems like all of the artists that are being promoted right now or that are, that are popular look a certain way, promote different artists, right? I I think my, my whole thing has always been trying to build the next generation of role models for young artists. It's Mm -hmm. a much slower and longer process to, to sort of undo some of the, the, you know, homogeneous nature of like, I guess the the way our industry has looked historically. So it takes Mm -hmm. longer to do it that way. But to me, that feels more organic. And so that's kind of baked into the ethos of Rolo, like Joe was saying, like we we don't ask uh, artists what race they are or anything like that. Um, and we don't privilege any artist over another on the platform. But there are ways that we can say like, oh, well, you know, when we're doing these weekly, um, you know, artist spotlights, let's make sure that we're showing a broad mix of right. people from different countries and stuff like that. Um, and so in that way, it's like, oh, that's really cool. You may like, like Joe mentioned, we've been floored by the, just the amount of talent coming out of Nigeria. I would also say we've been getting a ton of a really amazing Indian artists lately. And these are artists that typically haven't been, yeah, right. Raise the roof. So, uh, yeah. And these are artists that like, you know, when I was coming up, you didn't see a lot of them featured on motionographer, probably because the, you know, the staff just didn't know about them. And mm-hmm. Rolo is an interesting way for us to tap into, oh, wow, I didn't know about this pocket of artists. I didn't know about this artist at all. I had no idea that there was such mm-hmm. an amazing community in, in Mumbai or whatever. Um, so now we can feature that. And so I think mm-hmm. that in the long term, that is going to um, that's going to create more role models that then younger artists from those areas or or who live in, in America, but just look a certain way. Um, mm-hmm. it, it should, in the end, create that diversity. That's kind of my hope anyway. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And thanks for the transparency with that too, because, you know, I think these are obviously coming from the artists that are on the platform or aspiring to be on. So I really appreciate you just being transparent with all that. Uh, we're getting a lot of requests in the chat to do a quick screen share If Joe, if you're all right with doing that and doing yeah, like an totally. artist type search. Um, and while you're pulling up that, I believe you should have the, the ability to do the screen share. Um, yeah. One question that did pop up as we were talking from Lucky was, you know, if you're a code nerd, how can you express that on Rolo on your profile? He's, a, you know, he has his modeling work on there, but should he be like posting code screenshots or something like that? Uh, or it, maybe you have, you know, a, a, something lined up for people who make those toolkits or scriptlets or anything like that. That's a, a really good question. And it's something that, again, we uh, are, are working on and it's kind of evolving as it goes. So uh, again, mm -hmm. like Rolo was first made for the motion design industry, which is very visual in nature. And so one right. of the, the first uh, hurdles that we faced was uh, we had a lot of people asking for sound design and audio. Um, oh. And then we also have people asking for producers and copywriters and VO talent and like all these <laughs> things that we didn't make the, the backbone of Rolo really to support, or at least like the, mm -hmm. the visuals. So right now we do have sound design uh, and music composers on there, but there's still images that they're including are like, just of like their instruments and stuff like that. Um, and like, they only have one embed. So we are having to figure out as Rolo does grow outside of like, maybe the more visual style frame and real based world of motion design, how the profiles can evolve. But the other thing we have to be mindful of is what is beneficial is that there's like this unifying aspect where Every profile has the same number of images. Every profile is the same model that everything is built yeah. into. So again, it's like the work has the ability to speak for itself. And the more that we tinker with that or the more we change it, then it starts to become, everything starts looking different. So we have this yeah. unity right now and we have to figure out how to modify that uh, for for other people. Because we, we do want Rolo to grow outside of just motion designers, let's say. Um, so it sounds like Lucky's got to get creative with his thumbnails. Yeah, you, you just have to make really nice <laughs> GIF images that show the code at work. Um, okay, so can everyone? Awesome. See yeah, let's see this. Um, okay, so uh, when you're logged in, this is is the search view. Um, and again, as Joey said, it's like nothing like uh, immediately revolutionary. It's a grid of thumbnails. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the the first thing that you see is uh, the artist cards, and so. I haven't put any parameters into the search. And so every time we load this, it is going to load a different uh, group of artists. Um, it'll think for a second, and then we will get another group. Um, and so this is random. Every time you load, you're going to get a different kind of uh, arrangement of, of individuals. Mm. Um, and so the idea is very similar. We have to be careful so we don't get sued by Rolodex. But the mm. idea was like, <laughs> if you think of having a Rolodex, uh, it's this like, you know, like flywheel kind of thing. And each there's like an index card for everybody's contact information. This is essentially the index card in our digital version of this, um, where it provides this opportunity to be a gut check for what you're looking for. Um, and right now, again, there's no, there's no, um, search parameters. So it's just a random assortment of everything and mm -hmm. it'll just go on and on for all almost 1500 some on artists. Um, it just kind of keeps scrolling. Um, and so, uh, right now we're just seeing everything, but if I wanted to come 
and focus on roles. Um, let's do 3D because everyone loves 3D nowadays. Um, if I were to click 3D artists and hit apply, um, it's going to take that, let's say 1500 uh, uh, res uh, person result or database. And now it's going to filter it. And when it's done filtering, we're now down to 742 artists. And so what oh, we okay. now see yeah. is of Rolo, 742 individuals identify as a 3D artist, um, among other things. Um, and then now if you want to go through and look here, the, again, this is just kind of like the bird's eye view of things. You can go through and, and look for something that kind of stands out to you. Um, mm -hmm. But if you want to keep going deeper, you can then go, okay, I'm looking for someone that is familiar with uh, 3D motion design. So let's say we're staffing a job for like a man versus machine, future deluxe tendril kind of thing. So we know we're going to need 3D motion design and a degree of look development. Um, I can then filter again, and it's going to think. Um, and now we went from 1,500 to 750 to now down to 430, which is still mm -hmm. a hell of a lot of people. Um, and, <laughs> uh, you can see we have uh, more people. Um, here's uh, Timmy, who's one of the awesome Nigerian artists that we were talking about. He was actually oh, nice. our, first, our first one. Um, and then now we can continue to go deeper and... We can then choose, okay, we're going to be doing this in Cinema 4D, and this is going to be a Redshift project. Um, and now we can see who that filters down to. We're down to 364. And then now I'm uh, located on the East Coast. So if I wanted to see who's within three hours of my time zone, I can then apply oh, interesting. that as well. Um, and so originally, uh, we were able to go from 1,500 artists, roughly 1,500 artists, all the way down to uh, a little over, or I mean, uh, almost 200 artists. Um, and so we're able to, to kind of prune things back pretty, pretty quickly. Um, mm -hmm. And the benefit, again, of the search tool is that you can layer this stuff. So let's say you know that this is going to be kind of Gretel meets man versus machine. So it's going to be very designerly. I can add designer to that. And then I can make sure they have a, a strong uh, degree of uh, acumen and branding or experience. And then I want to also make sure they are familiar with Figma. Um, so we're getting pretty specific here. But I can then filter that again. And now we're down to 38 artists of the 1,500 that are uh, 3D, motion design, look development, cinema 4D, Octane, uh, branding and Figma related. Um, mm -hmm. and oh, oddly enough, uh, Josh, cause he can just do everything. Oh, actually, I think I saw Ben on the call, so I'm going to embarrass him. Uh, so Ben <laughs> here is right here. And now what we can do is let's say Ben is the person for the job. Uh, we can click on Ben's profile and it will load up, uh, Ben's profile. And this is where you get to do a bit more of a deeper dive. Um, and again, it's, we're still kind of living in this like gut check territory where mm -hmm. we are not intending to replace your personal website or be yet another thing that people have to deal with. Because already right now, people have a personal website, an Instagram, a Twitter, maybe a TikTok, <laughs> a Behance. Uh, what the hell else is there? Behance. Uh, you know, there's there's so many goddamn things out there. Oh, a LinkedIn page. LinkedIn, sure. Uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of everything. So the idea is that this then provides a little bit more of that context where we were drawn in by the the index card or the, the, the artist card, as we call them. And now we can look at Ben and we can see the work. 
Um, we have a, a carousel of just Ben's favorite images. We have a description. We can watch Ben's reel. We have all the relevant uh, links. Uh, and then we also have uh, where they're lo- where he's located, his experience level. Um, and then we also have these additional widgets here uh, that are uh, the artist cannot see. But let's say um, I actually have Ben on my 3D designers list, which I can show you all that next. But like anyone who's using Rolo, there's also like these like almost like Pinterestification uh, or organizational hmm. kind of aspects of it where mm-hmm. you can then organize artists. So um, if I go back out to the search, I think, uh, so these are are my list. So yeah, I can see I already have, uh, actually I don't have Morad. So Morad is not on my 3D artist list. So I can just click to add him to my list. And if I go back over here, I can go to lists. And this is all messy. This isn't our demo account. So you're getting the like raw kind of ugly. (laughs) Um, But now if I go to 3D designers, um, every time uh, I see a 3D artist whose work I think is is promising, I add it to my own uh, internal 3D artist list. And what I can do is I can create a link to this. And this is a shareable link that, Anyone that I send this link to, whether they have a Rolo account or not, or they're logged in, can very, very quickly um, load this list. And here, this is 100 artists Uh. that I've come across, and I just have it titled 3D Designers, and now I can go through it. And these are all the 3D artists that I've found uh, whose work I like, or I'd like to work with them, or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, So that's just like kind of like a quick, like deep dive on like, doing a quick search, finding some results, looking at the profiles, adding them to a list. And then the way that this would then ladder up is if you, you wouldn't want to do this to all hundred of these artists, but if I wanted to check the availability of whoever's on a list, we have a streamlined way of like clicking a couple buttons and filling out a form to then reach out to each of these artists to get their availability about a project and like share the mood board with them and and all of that. Um, Let me go back. Very cool. I mean, this is, Honestly, this is so great to see, like, say, from an artist perspective, like behind the curtain, if you will, uh, because I think a lot of people just didn't even know what it looked like, you know, Uh, and and so seeing it like this. And honestly, as someone that owns and operates a very small little studio, like this is a massive resource (laughs) for me. I'm like, well, I might need to flip the script on this here. Uh, But the. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Now that we've been seeing this, does anyone else have questions or want to dive a little deeper? I know we we've probably we've already gone over the the sixty minute mark, so we'll be wrapping this up shortly. But um, uh, if anyone has a question, feel free to just pop in. And if not, that's cool too. Uh, uh, yeah, Francisco, I think I see your hands up. Oh yeah, go ahead. Hey guys, so I had a question about how much uh, hand-holding you guys are thinking about doing with clients. I know like sometimes I'm getting asked by a studio like, oh, can you recommend someone? It's hard to parse out like what they need. And hearing Ryan's example, it feels like, you know, knowing the industry, knowing what you want is going to be a big uh, like up in getting the most out of the platform. But like, oh, you know, here in LA, I'm like often working with these VFX studios or like massive studios and like, okay, I'm like the After Effects guy just on this product or something, but there's a room of like, they have, you know, 3D animators, like my my guys and new guys and FX folks. But then when it comes to motion design, they're like, they're at a loss a bit. Mm-hmm. And um, 
whether it's an NDA thing and like they can't say much. I'm just trying to figure out like if someone comes on the platform, like you know what you guys have considered in terms of the handholding or walking someone through the process to figuring out what they need. Yeah, I mean, we don't have any like consultancy program yet. Maybe that's a, a smart business model to help find talented people. Um, no, um, w- right now um, w- with the subscription, clients essentially just get access to the database to use it at their discretion in like all the tools and the widgets and stuff that we've built out. Um, we have just as like from a customer service perspective, we we are available when we can to answer questions. So like if someone's looking for like, uh, I don't know, like a good nuke artist or something like that, like we can ask around or we can do that. But like, we don't have anything that's like part of the the paid service at, of Rolo or anything like that yet, which I think might be something that's in the cards in the future. Because to your point, you kind of have to like, it, it does get a bit like inside baseball. Like you have to know what you're looking for to be able to use it. Um, right. But but as of right now, it, it's kind of made for, I guess, like industry insiders or or producers or coordinators that like kind of have some understanding of production so far. Yeah, that's a great question. Like I, t- the way I look at it is, you know, what is the problem that needs to get solved? And it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the problem is something like people who are hiring artists at these companies sometimes don't understand the technical stuff enough to be able to use a search tool like this, where you can really mm. drill down and be specific, but you have to have some technical background to understand that what you're looking for is a nuke artist versus an After Effects artist or a nuke artist that knows how to use EXR multi-pass files or something like that, right? So one way of solving that is to have sort of a white glove service or a concierge kind of thing where, hey, you know, my, my creative director is telling me we need more compositors. And then we can ask questions to figure out what that actually means. Uh, that doesn't scale super well. And so that kind of like fights against some of the business goals we have of making this be like a lightweight operation, something that can scale pretty easily. So what's another way to solve that? It sounds like uh, maybe the problem is just educating our clients a little bit better. And I don't think we've done much to to, to do that, which is why it's really easy for someone like Ryan to use um, to use Rolo. It may be harder for, you know, a junior producer uh, who's only been in the industry for two years and hasn't had the experience to really know the difference between all of these different things. Why do I need a Houdini artist versus, you know, uh, just a, a Cinema 4D generalist? What's the difference? I think there's probably some some ways that Rolo could step in and actually help educate people and saw and and fill that gap a little bit in a way that uh, becomes like a rising tide, like lifts all the boats at the same time. Um, to where now it's this tool becomes more useful to everybody. So I don't know what in the end we would do to solve that, but I'm just trying to brain dump a little That's bit. The AI That's how I think you need about to it. figure yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say you need your own LLM, and you know you can have it uh, your own little chatbot thing. <laughs> right. Uh, Rolo GPT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I I don't want to take any more of your time because I know we're all working and trying to keep the uh, train on the tracks here, but. I really appreciate both of you taking time out to kind of go over Rolo and and really dive a little bit deeper into some of these questions that these artists have had. Um, and maybe we can even set up something, you know, six months from now or, you know, whatnot to have you guys back on and we could kind of catch up to see what 
you've uh, implemented over the last you know few months and, and whatnot. But it's very exciting, and I think it, it's given a lot of us uh, a bit more perspective on what's happening with it, and also just being able to see what what's uh, you know what that artist profile kind of looks like, and as a studio, what they're seeing. So uh, very much appreciate all the transparency with that, and. Um, yeah, I would say just keep on keeping on. I mean, it, it sounds like a great thing that uh, it's been a pain point for a lot of uh, studios and artists, honestly. And and now with kind of a, a slow up of work, I think more artists are really trying to find more ways to network with studios and agencies and whatnot. So yeah, it's very much appreciated. So thanks for coming on today. Um, and what we'll do is we'll get this thing chopped up and, and posted uh, on all the podcast platforms. Anything else you guys want to say just to, you know, uh, round it up or. I'll say thank you, Mark, for inviting us. This was awesome. Thank you to everyone for all the really good questions too. Like we, you know, sometimes Joe and I feel like we're in this bubble building this thing. And it's nice to actually get questions from artists and from companies and to hear what what your concerns are, what your questions are. So like, feel free to reach out to us anytime. It's just Joey or Joe at Rolo.works. Um, and awesome. we're pretty responsive. Yeah. Well, and you know, what you alluded to earlier as well was you've spent a lot of effort, time and effort building the roster. And now it now you're starting to focus more on like the studios and bringing the hiring clients in. So I would, you know, encourage all artists that are on the platform or, or not on the platform yet who haven't gotten any work. Like it sounds like things are just kind of starting to ramp up on that side of things. Uh, you guys were in the beta for a long time building up this roster. So uh, for anyone listening or watching, like don't get discouraged, you know, like it, it's going to be around for a while, it seems. So uh, thank you very much. And um, you can find us on all the social media platforms by searching for a Monday meeting. We have different handles. I don't know. You just start typing it in. It'll pop up. If you want to check out any show notes or whatnot, mondaymeeting.org. And if you have any questions uh, about Monday meeting or topics or suggestions, email us at info at mondaymeeting.org. But uh, until next week, uh, we will uh, wish you a, a productive week and we'll see you next Monday. All right. Take care. There you go. Bye.